Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Housewives Archives, a podcast where we discuss in great, some would say too much detail... The real housewives. <laughs> Too much detail and not enough interesting stuff. <laughs> My That's name's honest. Ellie Nunn, and so close to me I can reach out and touch his bloody little jumper. It's James Evans. Hello. Oh, what do they say on Saturday night? Live from Live South from Williamsburg. It's South Saturday. Williamsburg. It's Tuesday morning. Yeah, oh, yeah in the flash together. Funny because it feels like I'm sure that everyone listening is like buzzing with anticipation at the fact that we're here live together. But we've had a whole week together, so this we're, is we've spent all week together. This we're is old hat now, exactly. Other. We've run There's out of no anything novelty. to talk about, and you'll find that out soon enough. It'll be very disappointing. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely become very clear to me this week, having spent a whole week uh, in other people's company as well, mm. that we talk about housewives too much. And that we would say too much. <laughs> and that we quote housewives too much. And there was a real moment where we had this glorious like Friendsgiving with James's gorgeous friends. And oh God, it was such good. It was my first Thanksgiving and it was a real treat. But there was a point in the afternoon where I thought we have to stop. It was when we were playing the the game, the Santa game, and we were trying to do an impersonation of Bethany, of Bethany Frankel. The fruit salad game, whatever. The one where everyone has a name of it. And mm-hmm. you could see every time someone got one, they were just like, oh, who the fuck is this person? And, and we're just like, like Bethany Frankel! Yes! Kim <laughs> 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 Richard, yes! <laughs> we could totally do a whole <laughs> fruit salad game. Of the housewives, and I just uh, know that we'd be able to. Uh, mm, mm. Camille! <laughs> oh, I thought that was Eileen, oh, potentially. No, Eileen's. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be Eileen. I think we get so many lovely, lovely messages, and please do keep them coming. And a common theme through a lot of them is thank God I found this podcast because I obsess over this amazing show in solitary confinement. And it's so mm. nice to find a community and feel like I'm less alone, which is great. And we feel the same way. But I think our behavior that Thanksgiving and how we ruined it for everybody else <laughs> is a reason why we need to stay separate for the most part. And it needs to stay a dirty little secret that we just enjoy in private. I don't think it helped as well that I had the most excruciating period pain that I've ever had in my life. And yes. at first I was trying to be like relatively normal about it and um, like polite and aware that I was in the company of people that I hadn't ever really met before and then like an hour later I was just doing an imitation of the turkey like hunched over a pillow in child's pose in yeah, my yeah, yeah. leggings just groaning yeah there was that and then I kind of blinked and turned around and you were like then on your back with your legs spread at one point I can't remember why I was, yeah. <laughs> I was doing anything and everything I was able to do you're um, in a safe space Ellie yeah I definitely I definitely think you're right about it being a kind of community in terms of it's 
much like a lot of people who grew up watching Friends, it's a sort of shared language. Mm. And it means that effectively you and I just have a shorthand for in every each and every situation yeah. as this trip has demonstrated like there's always a quote there's a quote for everything mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people have that with long running shows like like friends where it it perfectly encapsulates how you're feeling because someone else has already said it better yeah we um, were definitely acting like kim and kyle at game night where oh it was like my very god we were yeah, we stole someone's crutches it, it was it's a whole thing i was doing <laughs> get in the bathroom it was <laughs> Yeah, Ellie just popped off for a minute and we could just see her go, Goodbye, Kyle! Turned up with so my... stupid! My frappuccino. <laughs> just like shotgunning them now. It's like I'm machine gun crazy. <laughs> um, it really was gorgeous. Maddie, if you're listening, thank you again for hosting such a, a delightful day. Uh, James was somewhat exasperated with me because in my somewhere between jet lag and sort of mania at being here for the first time in two years, I I really wanted to buy a pumpkin pie because I've never had pumpkin pie and I thought that that would be an essential part of my Thanksgiving experience. So I went to Martha's Country Bakery early in the morning and they all looked so good and I messaged James as I was standing at the counter and I was like, James, do I get two pies? And James could not have responded faster in full caps lock saying, Ellie, do not buy two pies. There is going to be so much food. And I bought two pies. I I (laughs) bought a blueberry pie and a pumpkin pie and I very nearly bought a banana cream pie. I know. I think you had a kind of Bugsy Malone style finale planned for us where we just... (laughs) 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 You see, that's going on tour next year. Is it? And I like leapt at the what's on stage article being like yes Bugsy Malone they're casting kids do you think I could follow it up do you think I, could I mean unorthodox isn't it <laughs> to cast kids and Bugsy Malone perish the thought I was obsessed I'm five with foot Tulu nine Earth. with 32 double G breasts I think <laughs> yeah, I could <laughs> I think I could walk in it'd be like um be like one tootsie. of those like tootsie exactly where like or, like it'd be like tootsie meets big Right, yes. just like they're playing Tallulah in a cast full of children being like I hope no one notices and then Lisa Rinna would have to play it why? Well, because we keep casting her and everything. Sure, okay. Yeah, just, I, know. I don't know. Just, we'll just make it work. Her in. <laughs> so, Who would she be in Bugsy Malone? No, I'm not done with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like she would be... Just running through all of the female character it's tricky because you've got your blousy and you've got your Tallulah but she's otherwise no, no no she I mean she's neither of those because yeah. she's not Tallulah either she's one of the she's one of the girls who would... to like fizzy when he's like <laughs> about to sing tomorrow is he called fuzzy or fizzy or whatever and she's just like see you tom- see you t- see you tomorrow fizzy what's his name is it fizzy who's fizzy <laughs> Oh fucking hell! We need to move I swear on. Yeah, it's called fizzy. I the think she like, would be like the boxing. Co- yeah, tomorrow. Oh yeah, that one. Then she comes back in and does the, the little routine with him. Yes, very. Because she in the can't face. give up. Yeah. the spotlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she wouldn't do the dance. She'd just come in and be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and then get fired in the face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm dead. <laughs> I'd like to think of her doing the great Tallulah line when the pie goes in the face, and she's like, "So this is show business." That's very Erica. That's very Erica. Erica, Erica would, would be, be that will post yeah. Roxy. I yeah. I really see that as her next move. Absolutely. Um, Erica, if you're listening. We yeah, exactly. I was gonna say call us. We have no clout. I can't no. even get myself an audition <laughs> exactly, for Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Um, how are you 
James was saying that he hasn't slept very well because last night I forced him to watch Diana the Musical on Netflix. Oh my god, it's been... The thing is, I <laughs> normally... I, I have trouble sleeping because I obsessively go over the same show again and again and I don't think this is a surprise to anyone when I say normally it's Real Housewives. So I'm kind of very used to that. So it was shocking to have that again and again with this terrible musical in my head where I don't... None of the songs have stuck with me because they're all You didn't crap. remember any of the songs? No, no. I'm not very good with picking up a song. You didn't remember about the thriller in Manila with Diana <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot Camilla. of Fostinet going on. There's a lot of kind of like Welsh and ensemble the fecky, members. Fecky, 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 fuck you dress. There's like a song about AIDS. It was like a whole... We're not making any of this up. It's... The song the, about AIDS. Oh my God. The bit when he's like... Um, I may not be well, but I'm handsome as hell. <laughs> really, the message we all needed from the AIDS crisis. The rhyming was very on the nose, and I could tell. There was one line, it was something like, something, something, the month of May. And I was like, this is going to rhyme with gay. And it did. <laughs> that classic song in Diana about the month of May. I mean... Their Rogers and Hammerstein number. Exactly, yes. I really love it when... The, oh God, I really hope some of our listeners have seen it. There's a bit where Prince Charles sings, Darling, you're holding my son, so let me say jolly well done. (laughs) My mum, by the way, when I told her that um, more than like three people were listening to our podcast, Ever the Hustler, such a Lisa (laughs) Renamu, she was like, can you sing on the podcast? I was like, no. And she was like, I think you should just start. I, I think you should start yeah. ending with a this song a, each Put it day. in the reel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll just start doing scenes. We'll start doing like, like check show. Yeah, we do a little sketch and then we do a little song and dance. Liza <laughs> Minnelli will come on and then we'll throw a blueberry pie in the face. <laughs> we have I many, many it. skills. Um, should we talk about our sort of New York Real Housewives tour? I think I used the word tour very loosely. Because it had about three stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the main one that we were working towards was the Regency, and we guys, were so excited. I cannot, I'm so excited to share our review of the space. It was so on brand for us, where we had such well, high. I was going to say, let's talk about how excited we were. That like we pretty much in the build up to me coming, James kept just being like, "And oh, we'll go to the Regency, and we'll like scrape together to like share a drink, and we'll sit at the bar." I was like putting and my outfit together. I... Shall I book a table? Exactly. So and busy. I was like picturing anyone from the UK. We have a couple of places like the Wolseley. Uh, it's so funny. Whenever I say the Wolsey, mm. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's the Wolseley or the Wolsey, like the Cardinal. Yeah. So, I mean, that's very telling of like... Anyway, there's places like... Mix and mingle with the best. Exactly. There's... I know. Uh, But places like that where... I mean, that one, it's like a restaurant that used to be like a train station. And it's like Mm -hmm. the grandeur. It's very old school grand. Mm -hmm. And the kind of place where you can imagine turning up in like your best, like your glad rags. It's the place to see and be seen. I was picturing the Regency to be that. I was thinking it would be kind of like a mini Grand Central Station, like amazing architecture, uh, very low lighting, like everyone just sat on like candlelit tables having like intimate hushed conversation with this bar where maybe there'd be like a bartender just like regaling people with like joyous cocktail mixing. There'd be a gay on a piano, like singing show tunes. Sure, like somewhere between Joe Allen's and like the Ivy. And I... On our, my second night, James and I were going out for dinner and I was like, 
And then let's go to the Regency. I messaged Macy, who was also here. And I was like, it's tonight. It's happening. You and Macy were both immediately like, am I, am I dressed up enough? And I was like, it will be fine. Like, I think, I think we should just do it. We should go to the Upper yep. East Side and go to the Regency. And we did. And we did. Shall we start with Macy? Because Macy couldn't be here today. Um, oh, famously. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's no longer with us. Ashes to ashes. She's in our thoughts and prayers. She's not dead. She's dead to us, but she's not yeah. dead. Um, but she was uh, famously co-host for the Dinner Party from Hell episode. That was episode three of season two, if you care to go back and listen to it. And she very kindly wrote us a detailed review of the place. It. Um, <laughs> We've also just had a message from her. I know, Have you yeah, seen I it? That, yeah. um, Ellie, would you care to read the review? I would. <clears throat> When I arrived at the Regency, I immediately got my city mapper out to check I was in the right location, as I was sure I must have made a mistake and come to the wrong place. I was expecting some slightly tasteless Upper East Side glamour, and what I got instead was something close to a depressing sports bar at Gatwick Airport. (laughs) I wanted crushed velvet seats and extravagant curtains, and instead I got strip lighting and a widescreen TV playing soccer. My $25 margarita probably had both the highest price point and alcohol content of any cocktail I've ever had. I truly felt like I'd been spiked, and have concluded that if Tom had consumed one of these himself, he simply could not be blamed for any Regency-based indiscretions. All in all, a thoroughly classless evening. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, took the words right out of my mouth. That's such a good point about the drinks being spiked, and it... I, th- I think it adds another layer to the whole Tom drama. I don't drink, so I can't speak for this, but I can bear witness that James and Macy both had one drink each and were completely trolleyed I after about agronomy. half an hour. I've never, hand on heart, never ever left an alcoholic drink. You left like half of yours, yeah, didn't you? I couldn't finish you it. You were so depressed. I was so... De- I mean, thank God that it wasn't planned because I would have turned up in a bloody ball gown had I known. We showed we up and... First of all, the lighting... The lights are fully up. There's no dimmer switch there's in no that bar. Like switch, there's no, no atmosphere, the no candles. And if there were candles, there'd be those little plasticky ones where it's yeah. like a plastic tea light with yeah. like a flickery flame in it mm-hmm. in a glass bowl. We and they like forget to turn it on, so we'd have to like I'd have to like awkwardly re- re- like get your in hand like, in. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. It. We uh, it c- it couldn't be better described than being like an airport hotel. Bar. I felt like I was waiting for a flight to Orlando for sure. It was like bright yet somehow dingy there was no music but there was soccer was there music was there music there was there was no music or music for that matter there was just the din of the lobby and the sports bar and the sports, and the sports um channel on the tv it was overpriced to the point but like with no sense of um how exciting because i'm getting like a passion fruit with gold flaked like martini mm-hmm. for that price it was just like standard overpriced basic cocktails with too much alcohol in them and i'd like to say i have taken a mortgage out to buy a cocktail in the upper east side before i went to when i first moved to new york i inadvertently went to boutique um of oh, wow. also of real housewives infamy um for a friend's birthday party and i dropped boutique. about boutique B E A U T. Oh, I see what they're doing there. Yeah, it's okay. a pun. But they all call it beauty. It's a pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a pun, right? 
And I, that was about $25 for a martini, but it was kind of worth it in a way because it was shit in just the right kind of way. First of all, there were people Shit in there. the right kind of there way is exactly what this was about. I can imagine yeah, yeah. Sonia and Ramona getting trolleyed and showing their yeah. knickers and everything. This, there was nobody. We could have had the whole fucking bar to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I can't get over the lobby. The lobby was right there. There was no wall separate. We were basically just sat in the corner of the lobby. Exactly. Like and it's like, I just couldn't picture any of them there. That's exactly what, you're so right about like Sonia and Ramona when you went to boutique at least you could picture them there and that makes it worth the cocktail price whereas I couldn't I could not and still cannot get my head around Luanne stepping foot in that place no, in this yeah. and I'm sorry but it's like discredited her entire personality in terms it's, of I'm like shocked. all of this class thing where I'm like I, it was just the least classy place in terms of uh it was like, so basic and so bright i cannot get over how like bright the lighting was so any sense of like tom making out with someone at the end of the bar i'm like well i'm not surprised everyone saw at the regency because like there's no sense that it could be like is that tom it's like a spotlight on each person indeed and it is just the bar dominates the room so if you're sat at the bar you're gonna see I can't, I still, I have to say, it was quite thrilling. When I went to the loo, there were only a couple of cubicles. And as I was peeing, I was like, Luanne's probably peed in this cubicle. Yes. Oh, I didn't go to the loo. I should have done that. I didn't get a complete You should have gone to the, the women's place. loo. Yeah, I went to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Women go, whoa, it's for research, madam. <laughs> You're like, it's Luanne. Um, yeah. um, I have, I, I, sorry, I can't, I kept, because I had my back to the main area as well. So I had to periodically keep turning around to just confirm that I that it was as bad it. as you and almost thought? after a while yes, it's like yeah, if you yeah. have like a really bad meal and you're like this is disgusting but then you almost like five minutes later you you're just like, want I to take another to bite just to remind myself I fully how awful exactly it is. that's so true I cannot get over that they would hang out there that I feel so bad not only that they would get them. out there but that they would so openly on the show be like the Regency of all yeah. places where it's like you are like selling this this fantasy of a place where it's honestly like if I talked about ZZ's in the UK <laughs> yeah. like it was a gourmet restaurant. Yeah. Thing is, it's the reverse of what they do on something like New Jersey with the posh fashion show where it's just this little nothing thing that has developed over time its own cult following. Yeah. We know it's a bit shit. It's just this little boutique in a strip mall somewhere. Yeah. But it's developed into the greatness that it is. And yes. now we've done the reverse. I feel like we've lifted the curtain and exposed the mechanism. Honestly, I it. feel like the show's going to stop after this is our Pulitzer's is in the post we're gonna write <laughs> yeah. an expose it's <laughs> all a sham be because I honestly I had a real moment where I was like if this is the Regency what else are they not telling us oh yeah what are they hiding and I us? think it made me suddenly really question the integrity of the show and I was a bit like is everything just a bit of a setup of like are all the places this shit and we've been sold this fantasy of their kind of like high flying mm-hmm. lifestyle and also just all the thing about like class and caring about people's opinions and everything it it couldn't have undermined them more completely and if that wasn't enough wasn't my only time having the housewives but are you done with the regency before i like stop banging on about my next i mean we can always come back you can take another mouthful yeah, i know yeah, I will. in five minutes you can I'll check, check that it was as bad yeah. yeah also we're gonna put up photos of our time at the regency so you guys get to share in our experience it has to be seen to be believed totally so a couple of nights after our trip to the regency i went with macy to see candace bushnell's one woman show is there still sex in the city 
That's I know. the name of the show. Yeah. It's quite a mouthful. Is there, yeah. Is there still sex in the city? It's like a minor note to... You know what she on. she could have done? It's just called it Sex in the City? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Someone should have helped her on that. Right. I don't know what I was expecting. To be honest, I think I think more like the learning annex thing of... Uh, I thought it was going to... I'm still, I can't let that go. Is there still sex in the city? That's like saying, what show are you going to see tonight? Is there still sex in the city? No, but what show are you going to, I don't know, it's not on anymore. It hasn't been on, yeah, but that is, is there the still title. sex? It just feels a bit like who's on first. Like you just go back and forth. Sure. Ellie, what show are you seeing tonight? Is there still sex in the city? No, I don't think so. It's been <laughs> off the air. But like, sorry, what show are you seeing tonight? Is, is there still sex in no, the I city? No, I just told you. Yeah. But like, tell me about the show. <laughs> you don't want to keep going? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> We'll workshop it. Okay. Yeah. That will be our sketch next week. Um, so I don't know what I was expecting. I think probably a kind of Ramona style learning annex. I, I think I was expecting like the scene in Sex and the City when Carrie does a kind of learning annex talk. Do you know the episode I'm talking about? Where Carrie does it. Yeah. No, and my, loads of women. To, my know? knowledge of Sex and the oh, City is very so spotty. Annoying. I always liken it to going to the Mets where... I go very frequently and check in with the girls, but I only go to the same corner That's again and annoying. again and again. And I'm like, I've seen this episode about 20,000 times, but I know, I'm acutely aware. That you really need to sort that out. Seen. So the, there's an episode in Sex and the City where Carrie gives a chat, uh, gives a chat, gives a talk, like a Q&A at the somewhere like Alice. The Learning Alex. Famously and Ramona's playground. Exactly. And loads of women come and they're all basically looking for her to say how to meet someone. And then she's not really able to give them an answer. So they're all a bit like, why are we here? And then when she does her second talk, only like five people turn up. And I was expecting it to be like that, of like the first chat. I thought it was going to be Candace Bushnell just like talking about how she came up with Sex in the City. So I was quite surprised when we turned up and it was a theatre-ish. It was sort of a theatre. With a playbill and everything. And... With this, like, sad little counter selling Cosmopolitans for, like, $40 or whatever on the corner. And then it was, like, three minutes to eight. The show started at eight, I think. And there were about 20, 25 of us in the audience. Yeah. How big was it, the capacity? I would guess 200. Ooh. Maybe 150. Well, that's grim. Yeah, and I was thinking, like... This is this is not what I expect. I thought I have to say, Candace Bushnell doing a show talking about sex and the city. I thought would be quite a big seller, um, and the set was like a full set, which confused me as well because I thought it was just going to be a talk. Of what though? Of an like apartment. apartment. Yeah, yeah, of an apartment and just like props everywhere, and basically the show was like a full one woman show. It was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. It was. I hate saying, I I take no joy in saying this. It was the most tragic thing I've ever seen and it honestly threatened to ruin Sex and the City for me, which is why I'm not going to talk about it too and much more because I don't want to... Oh, yeah, exactly. Whatever they'd like clawed back from that, this nearly destroyed. I don't want to ruin Sex and the City for anyone else. It, I tell you what, the show definitely showed that Candace Bushnell was really cool when she was younger. I just don't understand how she became very like sad. And I had a feeling that she, I don't think she would have stage presence. It was just very late. But she had no stage her presence. Her cameo on New York, she was just a little wallflower as Dorinda yeah, she, was screaming she at her. Yeah, she walks quite weirdly. and She bow-legged. So, I mean, so bow-legged. Wow. And um, 
it, the whole thing was just a bit tragic. Anyway, the reason I bring this up, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason I bring this up is because right near the beginning, she she kept doing this bit where she was on the phone and she'd be like, Charlotte, what do you mean you're out at a club? Oh, hang on, I'm getting another call. Miranda, he sent you a dick pic? And then she'd be like, uh. Samantha. And so she was making this whole point that she was like, I do have my very own Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha. And then they put a photo up on the back wall of her with her three women being like, we are the real life Sex and the City girls. And I sat up so straight. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? One of them was Kelly Bensman. God's sake. (laughs) And one of them was Luann. No. And I have come to the conclusion that Luann (laughs) is Samantha. I mean, it checks out, yeah. I honestly feel like this is another, just as much the Regency is like a huge expose Mm. that Samantha Jones, I think is based on Luann. Luann's definitely gone to Dubai and shagged someone on a beach. and then For sure. I mean, look at her and the concierge guy on Ultimate Girls Trip. Like, exactly. When she was arrested, she was like, this isn't my first rodeo. Exactly. I, because there was a whole bit as well near the end of the show where she was talking about how like, Samantha's just got a divorce and she's moved to Sag Harbor or whatever. And I was like, it's Luann. Mm, that's Luann. And then I was like, so who the f- is Kelly Bensman? Because she ain't no Miranda. And we, I, afterwards we were like, I guess Charlotte? Maybe in like a weird, like squeamish, prudish kind of like, ew. Ew, no. Right. One night stand. Like, oh, exactly. Gross. Like, weird. And also, do you remember her weird. bit when she's like about Mr. Not Right? Wait, what was the thing? I'm, I'm, no, she says, I'm, I actually defend Kelly on this one, but they tried to make it out like it was a huge malapropism. She said to Jill, Zarin, and Luann, I'm not looking for Mr. Right. No, he, she no, she like, didn't. No, scratch. She said, I'm not looking, I'm looking for Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now. And then Luann was like, no, you're not looking for Mr. Right right now. And she's like, no, I'm not looking for, for Mr. Right now. I need someone no, I convenient. Def- you're right. I'm looking I, for Mr. Right. Exactly. But Did that's they- a very Charlotte thing to say. Yeah, sorry, yes. I've been I, waiting for him since I was 15. Where is he? Uh, what bad taste in friends. Well, that also Kelly made Benson me go my... like, oh God, is Sex in the City based on these women? And yeah. I don't want to pry too much further because I adore Sex in the City. And I honestly, I just don't think I can handle that. I can't have a Regency 2.0. I can't handle that disintegrating kind of falling apart. Shall so, we, this is, I'm going to go really rogue right now. Oh, wow. Should we check in on Kelly Benson's Instagram? Oh, okay. And see how she's doing. Because last time I heard, she's she's in real estate. They should have chucked her on that Ultimate Girls trip. Really shaped things up. Yeah, why didn't they? Oh, my God. Do you think she'll do the Dorinda one? She's not doing the Dorinda one. Who's on the Dorinda one? So the Dorinda one, Dorinda, Jill Zarin from New York. And then <laughs> OC is Tamara and Vicky. And then oh Atlanta, my God. it's Phaedra and uh, Eva. And then Beverly Hills is Brandy, Glanville, and Taylor Armstrong. Stop. And I think that's everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I know. Brandy, Glanville, and Vicky Gumbleson in the same place. Stuck in Bluestone Manor. <gasps> oh my God, that's going to be Normally so Normally I say you can pay me to go and watch it, but I think that one I would just tap out and watch from the safety of my... Speaking my of Jill Zarin, we were in a taxi the other day 
talking about something else, it was like half falling asleep. It was very late at night, and I suddenly like sat up really straight and was like, Darren Fabrics, it's Darren Fabrics. And we, <laughs> we drove past Darren Fabrics, and I was like scrambling to get my phone out to take some kind of terrible, blurry photograph. But I was just amazed how attuned I was to spotting something like that. It was like a. A real kind of laser find, because it really wasn't obvious. I think when we make it, um, which is going to be very soon, when we have enough followers to eventually have a live, in-person recording of the show and we can have an audience, I oh want to do God. it as Aaron Fabrics. That's my number one go-to. I'm Not 54 below? It. No, fuck that. <laughs> I'd play with the big boys, as I... Kip D would say. I thought it was really sweet that David Acton, who uh, this is an actor James is working with at the moment, when I saw him the other night, when he was like, just do a show at 54 Below when you next come here. And I'm like, oh, David, I love that you think that 54 Below wants me rocking up singing it's my song. It's very like a mum energy of like, just write to, to Steven Spielberg yeah. and say, I'm really good and I want to do a, one of your films. Maybe I'll do it. Okay, might as well. Luan can do it. Exactly. If Luan can do it, so can I. Okay, so I found a a Kelly Ben Simone post. This is classic unhinged Kelly energy. It's her sitting on a stoop with about 16 hats on her head. (laughs) And the caption... 16 (laughs) hats! Show me! She's giving... She's in fine time right now. She's having a whale of a time. Stop! I wear many hats! She wears many hats. Mother, daughter, friend, real estate agent, model, actor, author. Which ones do you wear? I thought you said, which ones do you want? I love it. She's like, guru. (laughs) Uh, Cult leader. Cult leader, yeah. Um, Actor? Since when? (laughs) Actor? Oh, fucking hell. I don't know. It's such a fucking insult. When... I feel like there aren't many jobs that people, um, what word am I looking for? Not covet, but like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? When it comes to acting, like people, like appropriate, mm-hmm. everyone's a fucking actor. Everyone's like. I'm a performer. I'm I, an I just, I'm like. Storyteller, storyteller. You, you know, if I unplug the sink, I'm not a plumber. Mm. It's very irritating and it really. Um, it's really annoying when someone gets just like chucked into a show and suddenly they're given the same like they're like accredited to having like the same job as something where it's like we've done like not just 10 years James I swear to god if you turn around and look at that train sorry, noise I going one say, more time I said I wouldn't say anything <laughs> we we're recording in Ellie's Airbnb right now and I said do you think it'll be really quiet for us um for the sound and she was like yeah yeah, yeah it'll be fine um, she neglected to tell me that she's right next to the Williamsburg Bridge where there's a train going past about every two minutes. What you actually said was, can you hear the train from your apartment? And I said no, because I thought... <laughs> so I know that this like, makes it worse like, the more you like, say But I would like it to, I would like the record to be... The point was that I haven't spent enough time to like notice the sound of the train going by. But... I own. Funny that because I was here for two minutes and I was like, with a microphone waiting to. But I own that there's a sound of a train going by. But every time it happens now, James was like, "I'm not going to say anything." And every time he like snaps his head around to stare at it, and I just can't. Can I? Sorry, just I have to go back to Kelly Ben Simone and then I'll I'll leave her for good. Um, No, you won't. She posted another Instagram reel. It's black and white. It's her looking mental on the beach, and the caption is, "What's your superpower?" in capital letters. (laughs) Whoa. And then she said underneath, did you know the ocean has superpower 
to reverse climate change. <laughs> that's that's unsettling. Damn, she is hot though. It's but like that's not true, Kelly. No. Did you did you know the ocean has superpower? Not even the superpower to reverse. It's also climate for like change. a skincare brand. Yeah, it's an ad. It's so bizarre. KKB. Oh. It just sounds like KKK every she day. Gives us so much. Um. So that was our sort of whistle stop. Um, yeah, that was our tour. That was it. That, well, Did you like well, it? that was. We've been busy, you know, guys. We have a life. This, this isn't. This isn't. We just can't be bothered. We, we wear many lazy. hats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Real estate friend, exactly. mother, performer. Um, we did, however, well, I did watch quite a bit of Ultimate Girls Trip at James's apartment, um, on and off. I wanted to watch more while I was here, but my Heyu subscription means that I can't stream while Doesn't I'm work, no. in America, so I had to watch it at yours. Um, and I think the first time I watched it, I was very jet-lagged, so I was, like, falling asleep on the sofa. Your apartment's very warm as well. It's very warm. So it's... It's, it's a quite, nest. E- e- absolutely. Mm. it's like i just malfunctioned (laughs) yeah yeah um water in your system so no that made me think of the coffee machine that i've broken in my airbnb um so ultimate girls trip i just wanted to chat about it a bit i haven't finished and so i'm afraid we can't do like episodes through full deep dive and at the time of airing i believe there's five episodes out right now yeah, um, I will watch the rest, but I don't feel like enough is going to happen in the rest to warrant like a big deep dive episode. I think it, what I'd love to chat about is just uh, the style is very different to other housewife shows. And basically, I said to James yesterday, as we were watching, I was like, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want someone I was trying to persuade to watch Real Housewives, to watch The Ultimate Girls Trip. And I was saying, for me, it it was very reminiscent of Sex and the City too. that I have spent years... The boyfriend that I was with at the time when Sex and the City 2 came out, I remember saying I wanted to go and see it. And he was like, oh, no, I don't want to see it. And he kept being like, I don't want to sit just for a load of like innuendos and people like being obsessed with fashion. And I was like, you couldn't be more wrong. That's not what Sex and the City is. And then I went on this whole thing. Literally, I went on this whole thing of being like, it's about female friendship. (laughs) It's It hits on conversations that were so ahead of its time and it's like so it's got so much more depth than it's given it's become known as a kind of pastiche of itself but it's actually revolutionary as a show and of course we start watching and it's just fucking Kim Cattrall being like Lawrence of Mylabia <laughs> and every time she said something like that this boyfriend of mine was She's like I was so mortified because it was everything that I had argued the show stop looking sorry, at the train it was everything that I argued that the show wasn't. And I feel that a bit with Ultimate Girls Trip, that I'm enjoying it like some junk food. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying kind of watching it half asleep when I'm jet lagged. But I find it is a lot of the things that I'm constantly having to argue that Real Housewives isn't. Mainly just like very set up, very heavy handed, very self-aware and quite meta where every time I get into an argument with my dad when I talk about Real Housewives and he's like, but don't you think it's all... That made him sound like Ken. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> um, but when he 
is saying like, but it's all people being told to do stuff by producers. And I'm like, no, no. when you watch Real Housewives, I don't think they need that because it feels like they've got it. They don't need producers yeah. to be like, do this. They know how to do the show, which gives it a real, like gives it an authenticity and a kind of like documentary feel that's so compelling where this is very like, please mention each other's like famous taglines as much as possible. Please have a probable. Please. <laughs> please like bring up all of the biggest things that have happened to you. So like Luann, please talk about the Tom thing. Teresa, yeah. please talk about Joe Judice. And it Why makes it just like a rundown would... of their greatest hits. Why would Cynthia it sit of her own volition in a car with Luann and be like, just like that song that you sing, Chic Say La Vie. Why would you do that exactly. to yourself? You give her an inch, she takes a foot. Exactly. And it just, the whole thing has that feeling of like, and they're all desperately looking for anything that's an argument. So this whole thing about Kyle being like, Cynthia's clearly really annoyed at me about the Bailey Q. When Cynthia's like, it's fine. And then it's like, ooh, this is really tense. I really don't want to be here or whatever. And yeah. it's like, they click. they don't have the chemistry that they're used to with the the women on their own shows. So it's like very forced, the whole thing. Well, and I think, I'm just, uh, yeah. I think what you said is so true about the fact that these women are pros and they don't need to have anything set up for them because they know how the show works. But I think that's the danger of getting a load of OGs or sort of all-stars. They're unquote. too good. They're too good. And you kind of need to rely on those newbies who come in and they don't know how the show works. Mm. And you just kind of watch dumbfounded through their eyes and see yeah. how they're trying to get their sea legs. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy. It. I like. I appreciate how it kind of um, it's its own thing. It it. I get. I get what you mean. It's definitely not a gateway show for anyone who hasn't seen Housewives before. It's a bit like an exercise where this is say advanced. You can you can do you can just go straight into for this. Sure. You need an this feels board. like a, it feels attack. like a nice little bonus for. It's like a reward for those of us who've watched the shows long enough to follow these particular OGs for their entire journey this feels like a little bit of sort of behind the scenes content or something it's like a nice novelty them all being together and it but is it's a nice... not i don't i have no interest in seeing like a further season of it well I, these... know, well I want to see the dorinda because that i really do want to see because that looks like a fucking forget storm in a teacup that's like a fucking, like natural disaster chaos i think it's a nice palate cleanser don't get me wrong and i don't want to seem spoiled or anything but we have gotten so accustomed over the years to housewives going to prison or getting arrested this that and the other where that's not sustainable. That's great, but sometimes it is a nice reminder that if you just have good casting, you can just chuck them all in a house mm. and they'll just be, even when they're not arguing, just them being interesting, dynamic yeah. characters. I tell you what enjoyable. I really like as well that I was saying to James is they're all getting older and I love to see that on telly. Mm. And I think we have so few representation. Yes. I need my second coffee. Yeah. But the coffee machine's Shame you broken. Broke the machine. Uh, we have so few representations on in the media and on our televisions of older women and older, you know, bodies. And obviously, in many ways, this is not a great example of that, considering that, uh, you know, a lot of them have had work done. There's no shade being thrown about that. I, I really respect anyone's choice to. And also, it's like, of course, they're all getting work done. The pressure they're under to be like the mm. scrutiny they're under, like... I can't even begin to imagine. But I find it very refreshing seeing like older women, like for instance, older women's skin. We need to see more of it. We're so endlessly shown 
taut, airbrushed skin on bodies. And that's not how skin looks. And I don't know about any of you, but it means I go home and I look at, you know, I see like cellulite on the back of my thighs or like the back of my arms. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God, what is wrong with me? And it's, I was watching the show and I was like, I want to see like... A wrinkly decolletage. For sure. I want to see like their bodies like aging because that Mm -hmm. is what happens. And I, quite a few of them on this, I feel have like calmed it a bit with the surgery. So even James and I were saying like, Kyle actually looks less severe than... than... She looks like season one Kyle. Because in Beverly Hills at the moment, she's along with like Dorit and Lisa, they're all starting to look very like Barbie, like shiny. It just looks like the the cast of The Muppets or something. It's just like all fur and shiny things. Exactly. Whereas she's looks softer on this in a way. And like I say, I'm not judging either way because it's their choice. But I personally find it, I, I like to see them getting older and being given this platform. And I wish that we were shown more things of not just older women, but women being given permission on a platform to behave badly. Mm-hmm. Because so often we have this sense of like, all women have to be kind of martyrs um, and role models in a way where I enjoy getting to see like older women getting pissed. Like, I, I think it's really important. Yeah, and lusting after guys and reminding exactly. us they still have a sense of sexuality. And Even if the person's married, which yeah, is quite yeah, weird. Well, but like... Oh, well. Yeah. Shit happens. Oh, well. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> um, oh, well. Okay, shall we make... Let, let's play a game. Oh, hang that on. That reminds me. Oh, yeah. No, I just... Yeah. That just reminded me, though. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Just talking about women getting older. Oh... God damn it, James. What was I going to say? What am I trying to thought? Maybe what am I trying to thought? <laughs> um. <laughs> thing as I was saying the thing. And then <laughs> I lost my dream. Why? My Kim has gone very exorcist it's, it? it's gone very like oh, Linda Blair. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. You're it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Move it along. It's fine. I'm I will sure say, it was in nice general, fun. I mean, Ramona's always the exception to the rule, but I appreciate it. There's a lightness to the women, even though they're arguing and everything, where I think most of them are, they come across their best on this show as well. Maybe the stakes it's, are lower for them. Totally. I think it's been... They don't have their backs up where... Yeah. Say, like, Kenya, she talks quite frankly about how she's always painted out to be the villain on her show, and it's quite nice for her to just be in another group of women where mm-hmm. they don't have that presupposition. And I, I have to say, I don't know if you're going to disagree with me because I know you're not the biggest fan of Luann, but I think this is where Luann really shines. She really reminds me of when she was the friend of on season six, where she was just like very head girly, very, she's yeah. very outdoorsy. This is where she's at her best. She's very like, okay, girls, let's hit it. And no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, there've been the odd moment where I've been like, Ugh, but I think it's been her in a very good light. Yeah. Have you? And she does look great. She does. Oh, she looks amazing. Uh, when they cut back to her finding out about Tom cheating on her, we was yeah, we were like wow. night and day. But she, what I really appreciate about Luann is that she is just like sat there with no makeup on a lot of the time, in a very I, authentic way. And um, yeah, I do really, I, I do appreciate that. There is stuff to be appreciated there. Indeed. Do you want to play a game? Always. So let's play the na- nakedity game. Oh, wow. So we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Um, Nearly destroyed your burgeoning friendship with Macy. 
She really disagreed, yeah. She, she listened to the episode and she it. was very angry that James said Jules had no kiddity. But hey, listen, kids, this is what it's all about. <laughs> it's all about your very first answer. It's your gut instinct. You might not like it. I'm surprised by that, but that's just the way the game works. And it doesn't have to be. You can disagree. That's the beauty of it. So for anyone who didn't listen to the episode or you don't remember, Get out. nakedity is the concept of imagining someone naked and having sex. It doesn't have to be pleasant or enjoyable. It's nothing to do with their physical attractiveness or their personality or anything. It's just a vibe, an energy that they give off. And as I said, your first answer is the right one. You have to trust your instincts on this. You have <sighs> to, you can't think about it too much. Okay. So I have a list of the cast of Ultimate Girls Trip here. I'm going to say a name. We'll do like rock, paper, scissors. Three, two, one. And then we'll say at the same time whether they have nakedity or not. Okay. So should we say yes if you think they have nakedity and no if they don't have nakedity? Yes. Okay. Ready? Okay. Luan. Three, two, two one. one. Yes. yes. Ramona. Three, two, one. Yes. yes. Cynthia. Three, two, one. No. no. Woo! <laughs> Kenya, three, two, one. one. Yes. yes. Yay. Melissa, three, two, one. one. Yes. yes. Teresa, three, two, one. No. Kyle, three, two, one. No. So close. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And it's perfect because it's reminded me that what I wanted to talk about before briefly was it's really nice to see Kyle talking about uh, her, these body insecurities that she has i wish that we saw more of this on the show because i think it's very telling exactly uh, what i was saying about like the pressure and the scrutiny that they're under mm -hmm. kyle richards has an incredible body yes oh by the way earlier i meant to say when i was um talking about how like great they all look i'm very aware that like they they're all fitting a very um like narrow bracket of like uh, uh, sort of it's like quite like capitalist attractiveness and, mm -hmm. and obviously it's not about <laughs> no, it's, it's, there's a big car reversing outside um uh so when I say like Kyle has an amazing body obviously that I'm just saying like I I think she has mm -hmm. an incredible body and it makes me very sad but I totally understand her insecurity and and you really see on this program in particular it's sort of crippling her like she uh it clearly runs very deep and it, it makes me sad. And I wish we talked about that more on Tuesday. I wish that we um, gave women more of a platform to talk about like how scary getting older in the public eye must be and how scary it must be to think that you're going to have that like erasure. But also the pressure on these shows to maintain a body that on the whole, like it's you aren't supposed to have your 20-year-old body when you're in your 40s. Yeah. You aren't. And we keep telling women you're supposed to look, you're somehow supposed to like maintain how you looked. In a way, that's what's quite hard with someone like Lisa Rinner is because she does kind of look how she looked when she was in her yeah. 20s. And it gives this impression that if you work hard enough, then you should. Where what I love about watching like Cynthia on the show is to me, Cynthia's like aging as like, beautifully and like, like um like fucking it's just stunning yeah and i'm like we're supposed to change and shift and we're supposed to my god especially as women the amount that your like body goes through mm -hmm. in your life um i wish that we saw that more and we celebrated that more and it's one of the things that i really love that the show is doing so 
Beautifully put. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, that was crazy how similar our answers were. Yes. I, I actually, I also have to say, and I'm not going back on it because you said no. I actually don't think Kyle has nakedity. I think that when you said Kyle, I was like, the body thing's what I wanted to talk about. And I think I said yes because <laughs> I was thinking me. about her body. No, it threw me for a loop just because I was thinking about that story she told about her having sex with Mauricio mm. at the thing, which I don't You're believe. right. I actually can't picture Kyle no, naked. No. So I, I rescind my... Um, should we talk about what we have next in store for the show? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really thrilled that while we were out here, James and I came up with a plan going forward that I think we're both really excited by. Mm. Because a part of me had thought, because of our love for New York and Beverly Hills running so deep, I've been a little bit nervous about what happens when those two are done. Because a lot of our points of reference, especially when we spend time together, come from those two. Mm. And I mean, I think we felt it a lot in the first season that it's like our, our like real love as New York and... So it's quite hard to to step away from that. But we've come up with this plan that I'm I'm very excited to do. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? You say it. Oh, how yeah. exciting. Thanks so much. I'm only I'm leaving tomorrow, so it's really nice to <laughs> my me. gift to you. Thank you. Um so we feel we have to do a special episode on Salt Lake City. Because mm-hmm. what's going on in Salt Lake City at the moment is some of the best housewives. Oh, television top notch. like they've they can't they must not be able to believe their luck. It's like, high art. Like if this doesn't win the Real Housewives franchise in Emmy, I don't know what will. Honestly, like they can't, the, the, the... also what a naught to hundred. Like the show went from being one of the most boring seasons of any <laughs> houses, and it was so good because they drip fed us like we knew this great thing was coming. So they knew we were all slogging through like Whitney and Lisa Barlow through, arguing yeah. about like the restaurant or like doing a yoga trapeze class or whatever and we're all sat there being like i hate you that you're making me sit through mm-hmm. this because you're not letting me know when this thing is coming yep. but did it deliver oh boy oh my god can you to, give us some of your lisa Barlow? um love that um hey baby gorgeous um so whitney how did it go how was the vow re- um uh, it was really good <laughs> james does the mouth very well goes, oh my god i'm literally shaking right oh now I'm, I'm shaking i'm shocked do you think Meredith knows anything? Like a man, that this was is very, very good. Thanks. Also, I'm so thrilled that now that we're here at the same time, I just want to set the record straight. No, this is not true. This is fake this news. Is, it's not <laughs> fake news. So when James and I record on Zoom, there's quite often a little bit of delay because, guys, it's a it's a big distance. I'm always amazed how good the show sounds considering, like, it probably sounds better when we're apart than when we're together. Uh, probably, yes. It's going to sound um, shit, probably. We're professionals. But what often happens is James starts quoting something from the show and I quote it at the same time as him but the delay means that what you guys get is James doing an impression from the show and immediately afterwards me doing an impression normally less well and my intention is for it to be at the same time but it makes it look like I just like say the same thing after him immediately so I'm thrilled that now that we're here at the same time what I intended to happen happened which is that we did it at the same time my rival um, instead of the big brother, little sister dynamic. Um. Exactly. <laughs> I So we are going to do a sort of Christmas special on Salt Lake City. I think we should lean into that in that kind of snow-covered Utah Absolutely. vibe. Maybe we'll like have some Christmas music Mormonism, going. Mormonism, cults. Oh, What's not more Christmas? The dream. We've been talking a lot about how James, like, I can definitely see getting sucked into a cult. Maybe we'll explore that further. Who knows, yeah. Um, we'll so we're going to do a Christmas special on Salt Lake City. And then we'll probably take a break because yeah. we need our rest as well. We deserve it. We do. We really do. That's yeah. self-care. Yeah. 
And then you you say. Okay, so I New York is my first love. And I love Beverly Hills too, of course, otherwise we wouldn't have done this season on it. But there's something so magical that warms my cold, dead heart about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's like a second home for me. It's that feeling of, there's something about the fact that it's always filmed in the dead of winter. It's that, and there's always like a freshly baked lasagna Mm. and it's all about family. And it's just that feeling of walking in from the cold into a warm room. And it's like somebody's home. There's something very suburban about it. Mm. Of course, with that undercurrent of mafia, familial drama. I know we say this all the time, but this is like the closest thing genuinely to a modern Greek tragedy. The whole like warring clans. I'm very excited to get back to our kind of um, academia roots on this one because I think there's going to be so much to unpack. Exactly like you say, with the family dynamics, the warring. It's very Shakespearean. Yeah. It's very Greek tragedy. All and also like because it was quite old, it's like very nostalgic. Yeah. We've got things like Jacqueline's like crap tagline in the first season. Yeah. We're gonna get to like start with Daniel Staub in there, where some of the best it, casting exactly all like characters. The characters are so strong, and also the fact that you have people like Carolyn Manzo leading it, where it's like we we just couldn't be stepping further away as we leave off like Erica and. And this new world of Beverly Hills that's a bit like kind of walking Barbie dolls, having quite passive aggressive drama, going to like table flipping, like you say, like lasagna baking, Albie, like it's, I'm so excited. And I have to say, guys, I'm presuming that most people watch the shows that we've been covering at the moment. If you don't watch New Jersey, now is the time to get into it. M- very much like Beverly Hills, it you're really off to the races from the very beginning. Like the, dr- the I whole wonder Danielle whether, drama. and like I maybe this would be changing the format slightly, but because New Jersey, some people may not have watched it, and they may want to watch it along with us. We could let us know. Uh, obviously so far the format we've done is to talk about like a person each mm-hmm. episode which sometimes is difficult because you get the franchise like the, the, from that place might be like 13 seasons yeah. it's where we had slight trouble when we hit like the Luans the Ramonas and OGs where it's like how do you uh, like cover parts, going yeah. back and watching them we could watch New Jersey from the start and do and do more like a season and like yeah. like a, and do more like a cover events yeah. or like storylines mm-hmm. so that anyone who hasn't watched New Jersey could kind of watch along with us where there's not the pressure. I've had quite a few friends want to listen to the podcast, but they were like, I've only watched the first four Jumping seasons back. of yeah. New York or whatever. So it's, I don't know, maybe we could play with the format because it is so um, narrative based Jersey. Yeah. I think more than just like individual characters, mm-hmm. potentially. I who, think, who, yeah. Who, who and they're quite easy. They're quite self-contained. I can really mm. chop up the trajectory of New Jersey into neat little chunks. Um, so I think that could work quite well. My point being, though, trust us on this. Even if you don't get around to watching the show, we're going to make it... We'll, we'll make it nice. <laughs> That's like a little teaser for how... <laughs> the impressions are going to be off the chain. I've been working on... Joey! Ciao! Any Anytime there's a fight in the brownstone, he's just like a chorus of these New Jersey women being like, Joe! Joe! I know. Because all their husbands are called Joe. Exactly. It's I feel like Teresa's going to just kill... I feel like my neighbours are going to kill me because it's just going to... Us 
constantly going up into that register. Well, she gets where it's higher just and like, higher as the seasons prese- progress. Present. Yeah. Gia! Exactly. Melania! Melania! <laughs> <laughs> so please just, even if you don't have a clue what's going on, we'll make it really special and hopefully really sell it and we'll put on a good show for you. But yes, if you would like to join us, now's the time to get started and we'll see you in the new year with season three of the housewives archives well we have the christmas special oh of course christmas special come now sorry i'm getting ahead of myself but in the meanwhile i hope that you enjoy that it's been like uh, i mean i don't know if it's made any difference us being in the same room but for me it's certainly been i've had the most incredible week and james is just casually having a stretch while i'm saying this really saccharine thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've had the most incredible week together and i just it's been so exciting to to get to do this in person. I mean, not, not that it's made that much difference, but I've had the best week. No, it's been... So, I've had the best time. What a way to end the year. And we've waited long enough for this. I know. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed the show, please uh, follow us on Instagram. Yes. James does amazing work on Instagram. Um, leave us leave a, us a glowing review. review on Apple Podcasts if exactly. you have access to it. Or really send us a us. message. We love that too. That love makes it. us feel it's great. So that makes us feel really good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will see you in a couple of weeks probably yes. for our Christmas special. Until then, oh, wake up in the morning. Thinking about so many things. things. I just wish things would get better. <laughs> <laughs>